We're concluding our Black Album coverage on this episode of the Press Rewind Prince Lyrics podcast by discussing Rock Hard in a Funky Place, the final track from that album. And joining me on this extra funky episode is Angel Monique. Welcome back to the show, Angel. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. You're welcome. Glad to have you back. I mean, we we last chatted uh, talking about the Ballad of Dorothy Parker from Sign yes. of the Times, arguably the best song on the album. I mean, I mean, for me personally, if if I was your girlfriend, is my favorite. But uh-huh. Ballad of Dorothy Parker is one of those songs that I feel like everybody seems to kind of enjoy at some on some level. Um, yes, it's, it's such a unique song. But my absolute favorite. Yeah, yeah, I remember <laughs> you mentioning that, and that's why you asked to be on the show that yes. particular episode. I have to be kind and, and or be completely transparent and say that was it was actually not going to be me, but the song was given to me because it is my favorite song, because you were actually going to do that show with Julian Long, but he passed the song to me because he knew it was my favorite <laughs> that's song. Right. That's yes. right. I I totally forgot that uh, Julian had suggested you because another another guest of mine on the show, Julian Long, he said, "Hey, I know somebody who lo- absolutely loves <laughs> the Ballad of Dorothy Parker, like adores the song. She would be a perfect guest for you." And I was like, "Yeah, okay, give me your contact yeah. info." And so then we, you know, we started chatting about it, and next thing you know, you're on my show. So here we are. Here we are, and now you're back. Yes. Now you're back. Happy and to be back. We've moved on now to the Black Album. Yeah. Uh, the Black Album, you know, uh, for those who may be just jumping around, listening to episodes and not knowing exactly, like, because I kind of covered the the genesis and how the, like, the origin story and what happened with the Black Album and why it's infamous um, as part of Prince's discography being shelved at the last minute by Prince and pulling 500,000 copies out of distribution, basically paying for it himself uh, because there was obviously going to be a lot of costs associated with such a last minute uh, decision such as that. Mm-hmm. But then ultimately, seven years later, uh, it gets released by Warner Brothers anyway. So um, it's kind of a unique situation where a lot of people were really interested in the album in the late 80s, weren't able to access it uh, officially. Uh, found yeah. ways to listen to the album anyway. <laughs> uh, there were there were definitely some promo copies that had been leaked prior to Prince having the official album pulled yeah. by Warner Brothers. So then people had those, started sharing it, copying it, dubbing it, whatever they could do back in the late 80s. And yeah. uh, so for you, Angel, how did you become aware of the Black Album and as far as the content, like I, I'm assuming you knew that it existed, but then your ears, how did your ears finally get to listen to this record? I had a dear friend. This was actually because now I remember the around the time. This was 89, 90, I think. And I had a very dear friend who was also a really, he was like the a fan, the fans fan. And he gave me a copy of it that he had. He gave me a copy of that. And he also gave me the the metal Wendy and Lisa tape at the same time. <laughs> I remember that. And I that was my opportunity to be able to, you know, I mean, there's the rumors, but that was the opportunity to be able to actually hear it for myself. So I had it for a good little while. And then uh, as 
is common in New Orleans, a flood came through. And um, that was May of 95, a flood came through and I lost it. So that copy was gone to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's my little sad story, but I enjoyed it while I had it. (laughs) Yeah, well, at least the good news about that i mean you know silver lining i guess i would call it is that by 95 it had already been officially released yeah um so at least it wasn't a situation where you know you had to like beg and borrow somebody else's copy bootleg copy again (laughs) to make another copy but but also 95 was pre-file sharing uh wasn't probably quite as easy to get a hold of it or even just listen to it like i mean i take that back because with this album this song or this album still is unavailable in most streaming platforms. Right. So like if I wanted to jump on Spotify and listen to the black album right now, I I would not be able to do so. Uh, It is available on YouTube. So you can stream it off YouTube. Thankfully somebody somehow got a copy and put it up there and didn't get it pulled. (laughs) I I still (laughs) don't understand how that's possible. I don't know how that happened. (laughs) You and me both angel, because you know, you post anything that's unofficial, um, Prince music or really anybody's copywritten music, YouTube flags that and pulls that immediately. Yeah. So ex- explain to me how the entirety of the Black Album can get posted to YouTube and not get pulled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unless somebody it's unless it's somebody. unofficially <laughs> yes, unless it's unofficially <laughs> sanctioned by the estate, which is my theory, but I have nothing to prove that. <laughs> I agree. And that's enough proof. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there we go. We're going to run with that one. Okay, so Rock Hard in a Funky Place, as I mentioned, it's the last track on the album. Uh, it's a fairly, well, there's only eight tracks, but most of the tracks run fairly long, like in the seven, mm-hmm. six, seven, eight minute stretch. Rock Hard in a Funky Place isn't a particularly long song. It's like four and a half minutes. Uh, it's p- kind of packed with with energy. It's a packed with a lot of humor. Uh, I call it like a song about the pitfalls of a man's uncontrollable tumescence. And that is that is my very wordy way of explaining what the song is ultimately about. Or like a shorthand would be it's a song about a guy who can't control his hard ons. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty like much. Both. <laughs> they both work because they're they basically work. what what the song is about. So but again, again, this is a lot of a lot of this song is is song by Prince in the Camille voice. So yeah. I guess taking a step back, this was initially recorded. Rock Hard in the Funky Place was initially recorded back in October of 1986 mm-hmm. at Sunset Sound Studios. While Prince was basically in the midst of recording a whole bunch of Camille songs. Like this was his like fall of 86 was Prince in Camille mode all the way. Yes. He yeah. had been recording Rebirth of the Flesh and Good Love, two songs that ultimately didn't get official releases until much later. Uh, he had recorded Housequake around this time. Um, you know, I mean, he had the Camille album basically all planned out by this mm-hmm. time. This was going to be one of the songs on that on that record. Right. Of course, as we know, the Camille album never was officially released. It got kind of absorbed by what would have been crystal ball crystal ball then exploded into sign of the times. And this was one of the songs that fell to the wayside initially um, in -hmm. early seven, but then Prince had another idea. I'm going to record, even though I just released a double album in the spring of 1987, I'm going to release another album in the second half of 1987. 
it's not going to have my name on it, but everybody's going to know who it's, who it's from. It's on Paisley Park Records, so it's not going to be too big of a secret. And uh, I'm going to throw this song on here. And this is really the only Camille, yeah, this is the only Camille song that ended up being chosen for the Black Album, I believe. I'm running through the track yes. listing through my head now. Um, and, it, and it really kind of fits because the Black Album, to me, is, is funky and it's sexy and it's yeah. a little bit dirty at times and a lot a of times <laughs> most times <laughs> and it's uh, a lot it, dirty <laughs> it's, it's pretty dirty it's pretty dirty and this song just fits in with to me with the, the vibe of the album you know uh, irreverent uh funny at times dark at times and a subject that just prince is just not gonna like sing a lot of songs about erections right. you know and yeah. that's just not it's just not a common um subject matter for a pop artist so here we are uh it's on the black album then it gets pulled again so then most people don't hear it for another seven years or so but for me it's like i i love this song i love the humor in it um yeah. prince does a lot of different voices in this song did you pick up on that when you listen to yes. it? voices he plays here yeah he does he does which is one of the things that i like most about it i mean it, it's camille which is my favorite, I don't know if we want to call it era or moment for him. Camille is my absolute favorite. But the voices that happen here, all these different, this is quite a production. To, mm-hmm. You know, for, to say that, they, that everyone involved says, oh, it's just kind of thrown together. <laughs> you know, I don't <laughs> Right? <laughs> that's kind of the impression that you get from everybody. Oh, it was just thrown together. But there's this is this one is quite a production, and yeah. hilariously, it's hilariously dirty. It is. It is a lot of a lot of yeah. tongue in cheek humor, a lot of like wink, wink, nudge, nudge, kind yeah. of double entendres and and Definitely. puns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another thing that makes this song memorable to me is the um, Eric Leeds horns. So yes. this is a. It's got a like basically the chorus is just you know rock hard in a funky place. St. Prince singing that line with this this really kind of uh, interesting abstract sounding horn loop that mm-hmm. Eric Leeds does, and uh, I just I just find that part just insanely um, catchy. Like that, the horn almost sticks with me as much as you know anything else in the song. You just kind of get that. It's just it's just cool. It's just a cool aspect of the song, and it's repeated routinely throughout. So it kind of feels like it's the chorus, almost like the horns, the chorus. It does. It move. It moves the. It it moves the song along. I think. Um, mm-hmm. And I am not, as strangely enough, as a as a, a musician, I was never a saxophone fan, but I love the tenor sax. I love that it it kind of carry it helps to carry the bass line i feel like you know it moves the song drives the song along so yeah i mean eric's brilliant it's kind of fun i guess this was and i'm just reading just reading up a little bit on uh what eric has said over the years about the creation of the song and how he had this as part of a song that he had called the pacemaker yeah and prince heard it wanted him to incorporate some of this into the song so he did and um and even like you can hear a little bit of eric playing this horn line 
at the end of uh, I Can Never Take the Place of Your Man from the Sign of the Times movie. I, I was very familiar with this album and this song when I would watch the Sign of the Times movie, you know, in the mm-hmm. past I don't know, five, six, seven years or so. And I, it's probably one of those situations where you hear something and it's familiar to you, but you don't place it right away or you don't right. bother to really kind of figure out where you've heard that before. Because you, when you listen to so much Prince music, <laughs> as I do, <laughs> uh, sometimes stuff just runs together like Oh my God. Like I heard that from somewhere and you know what, it could take me hours to figure out where I heard that. So I just, right. I prefer to just have it, have it happen organically when just I just come to see it. Yeah. And if I can't th- place it at the moment, oh, well, I, I'll be okay with that, but I'm glad I yeah, figured I, that I out. Honestly, yeah. I didn't know until maybe a couple of weeks ago. It just was always a familiar thing at the end of, of the, of the, of the movie. And then, it was I, when I started look when I started looking and you know, getting prepared for this. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know how I didn't make that connection because it's. I think it's sometimes impossible to make the connections because everything runs into the other. Or this song is over here, but it was over here. But you you know that it was supposed to be here, so just kind of let it happen. Yeah, yeah. You have to have like the song fresh in your mind when you're listening to it like if it's been a while since you've heard the song and then you hear a little piece of it incorporated into another song that's that's asking a lot of your brain <laughs> to, yeah. to, to come back with that um you know just in a snap and now if i just heard rock hard and funky places and then i just happened to watch the sign of the times movie sure maybe i would have picked up on it but that that wasn't the case so right for those who um like that song from the sign of the times movie i can never take a place of your man or have a copy of it uh fast forward to about the six minute 15 six minute 20 minute mark and that's when you'll hear eric perform this yeah okay so uh as far as the song goes i mean it's a lot there's quite a bit of lyrics to it considering it's only a four and a half minute song and uh, there's like four four verses, really no chorus to speak of, as I mentioned. The chorus is basically right. the horns. And the song gets started right away after some, he sings, oh, mm-hmm. with his Camille voice. And then we pretty much just jump right into the lyrics. Does anybody know you're here? This house of ill repute. Ooh, honey, I'm scared of you. Trying to deal with all your fears. What you get for being cute? Cute, cute. Uh, Salt and banana cologne. No wonder you're all alone. It's written all over your face. Just so hard in a funky place. All right, so the first verse of the song goes Does anybody know you're here? This house of ill repute. Trying to deal with all your fears. I guess this is what you get for being cute. Soaked in banana cologne. No wonder you're all alone. It's written all over your face. You're just a rock hard in a funky place. 
And uh, I didn't mention it, but when Prince when Prince slash Camille sings this house of ill repute, you have a woman's voice, and I guess it's credited oh, honey, Susanna. I'm you. <laughs> yeah, you got it. You got it. That's the line. <laughs> that's the line. So anyway, so that's the first verse in essence. And um, I guess some things that I wanted to point out here are some interesting aspects of this first verse, like the house of ill repute, like right there in the second line of the song. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, Angel, uh, but when I hear that, I, I hear, I think of a whorehouse, basically. That's, um, that's what I think. Okay. <laughs> like, am I, <laughs> I don't is know there any ultimate? other house of ill repute. <laughs> okay. All right. Just making sure that we're on the same page, because well, I Definitely. don't, I don't know what else that could be. I mean, I, I wondered, like, is that supposed to be, like, literally uh, a whorehouse, or is it kind of like just any place where, um, you know, sex is kind of like the order of the day, which I guess I don't know where else that would be. I'm sure there's some sex clubs or something like that uh, that exists. Um, I don't, I, in 1987, I don't know. So we're just going to kind of <laughs> stick with. We're going to go with that. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to stick with the more traditional definition, I suppose, of, of what that yeah. refers to. So another thing, you know, you kind of chuckled when I said it, <laughs> soaked in banana cologne. <laughs> yeah. What's going on here, Angel? What do, do you have much familiarity with banana cologne on men or banana cologne in general? <laughs> banana cologne. I mean, I'm familiar with cologne, but I'm the of the banana sort. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who wants who? I mean, okay. So imagine you're you're soaked in this cologne that smells like artificial bananas like to yeah. me artificial banana odors and flavors are not that appealing and i get some people like it you know people like what they like and i'm not here to, right. to write on that but i have i personally am not a big fan of artificial banana flavors no. and, and odors that's just for me personally so if i walk past somebody who was quote unquote soaked in banana cologne <laughs> that that yeah, would be an offensive that would be an offensive <laughs> odor to me <laughs> yes like you're definitely getting a look in probably a wide berth <laughs> because nobody wants to smell. I don't know. I am I am a, a back back when I eat sugar because I don't eat sugar. Uh, a banana laffy taffy was the best thing, but it is the only banana artificial banana flavored thing that I've ever liked. Banana scents are. I don't know that I've ever smelled a banana scent. I don't know. I don't think yeah. I want to. I, I I am so I even Googled it. Like I Googled banana cologne. I'm like, is this really a thing? And I'm just out of the loop. Um Yeah. And, and what I kept coming back with was uh it was uh what was it? Banana Republic cologne. So oh. so even Google was like trying to direct me in a you know, point in a different direction. Different. Yeah. <laughs> and like does he did he did he mean banana uh banana republic cologne and he just skipped the republic and just mushed it together to call it banana cologne? I don't know. Um but we know that Prince has kind of like this weird fascination with bananas, I guess. Purple banana yeah. from Let's Go Crazy he talks about drinking banana daiquiris. Yes. In another lonely Christmas, so I, I guess he either really liked bananas, like like the flavor of them, like the scent of them, like incorporating them into wordplay or just whatever, or he just liked how it sounded. I I don't know which one it yeah. was. <laughs> I mean, you know, I also wonder if it's if if it is something that has a 
a bit of a deeper meaning. I mean, uh, as deep as as it as can be in a song like this, because considering the content of the song, when you think about banana, this fits. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, yeah. It fits right along. So I, I've all, I've often wondered, you know, what. I, I don't know of banana scented cologne or perfume or, you know, a Bath and Body Works thing. I don't know. But that it is banana. The first time that I heard that, I was like, oh, I'm not sure what he meant. <laughs> but maybe yeah. it's a little maybe it's a little different than just cologne because he used the word banana sure. in a song about a man with a heart on. So basically, you know. yes, yes. I mean, it's it's unexpected. So we'll give him that. It's an unexpected. Yeah. Uh, scent and if there's like um you know an alternate take on our meeting you know like something like you're suggesting like maybe he said that because he's trying to also reference something a little naughty mm-hmm. it wouldn't i wouldn't put it past him i mean it certainly is possible for sure i would say yeah and the fact that he follows <laughs> up this line with no wonder you're all alone also tells me that he he knew what he was doing here like soaked in banana cologne is not something that's going to be appealing yeah. soaked in banana cologne no wonder you're all alone no wonder you're all alone because you don't smell that good you don't smell good <laughs> and to the to vast majority not, of people yeah not even the spray you are lit you're soaked in it so yeah, yeah you're not appealing yeah honestly you could be soaked in any cologne and that would be a little it too much for, for yeah 99 of the population i'm sure so. yeah um, all right, cool. So anything else that you think is intriguing or interesting here? I mean, it sounds like it's kind of like a story that he's trying to set, you know, set the scene, basically. Which is what, something that I love so much about him. There's always, I mean, you, you've got a good visual here. You know what I mean? And it's, a, what, it's something that I appreciate. I've always appreciated so much about his writing that it is always so visual, even in the instrumentals there's some level of visual that you get but this is definitely sets the scene because here this guy is in i don't think no if i and i guess we want to call it a sex workers place i want to say it the right way <laughs> but yes you yes. know what else can you see other than here's the scene it's that he's in mm. there and he doesn't smell good what's next <laughs> <laughs> What's next, indeed? Yeah. What's next for this interesting person? Then in the, the chorus, of course, it's just basically rock hard in a funky place. And I want to talk a, just a little bit about the term funky place because, mm-hmm. again, that is it's a interesting way of saying what I think it's saying, and what I think maybe it's saying. And um, obviously, if you have a different take. We'll, we'll riff on that but i just i mean i get like a, like a cool different vibe or something that's stylish or hip when i think of funky in this context i don't think of like mm-hmm. smelly or foul i don't think that's what he's trying to say but maybe i mean what's your what's kind of your your take on prince's use of use of the word funky in this context for this song in particular when i think of uh cat houses or you know whatever it is that people call them I mean, cat houses i like that of, <laughs> we'll use that we'll use that let's go with cat house when yes. you think of places like that i my mind doesn't go to i mean i don't i've never been in one i don't you know all i have is just television or whatever for reference but i go to this really ornate place you know where 
the the furniture is velvet and you know of course it's probably purple in there and you know there's these this mahogany stairway and you know that sort of thing so in that way you know a place being funky where it's really cool and it's different and yeah but does he also is he referencing that sex is in the air I don't know which one you know I don't know which one I think is the accurate and maybe that's what the intention was for you yeah, to not know which one <laughs> which it's one it's pretty makes. vague it's pretty vague yeah because funky as we typically we're typically talking it's about friends <laughs> for him it's just the style of music but yes most yeah. often yeah when i hear the word funky not talking about the music is about smell odor uh yeah. you know having a strong unpleasant odor somebody smells funky or that you know your feet smell funky yeah. <laughs> something like that <laughs> um and so then when it's used in this context on for the song kind of ha- your mind has to almost take a different approach because that doesn't really make a lot of sense because he's not talking again it's not referring to the the music funk music and right. it's not talking about i can't imagine he's talking about odor although at least not from a you know str- not from a negative, strictly yeah. negative connotations right there could be like you said the sex of smell in the air or the smell of sex the sex of smell (laughs) the smell of of sex in the air but also uh maybe this this cat house or this brothel is kind of uh, like it has a cool vibe to it a hip vibe to it Uh, yeah maybe maybe a place that isn't quite so seedy uh or there's maybe it's like a gentleman's club yeah, something like that. Something that's that <laughs> yeah. still, ha- you know, the intention is still there for somebody to find sex who's looking for sex, but maybe not quite as dangerous or um, illegal. Even to I mean that's that's right. that's actually legal in in some parts of the United States. So maybe this yeah. this is on the up and up. Who knows? Yeah, we're gonna believe it's in Vegas. There you go. <laughs> this this whole song there. takes place in Vegas, even though yes. we're we're just applying that, listeners. So. and an angel have said it. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know that to be true. No, we don't. So yeah, setting the scene, that's verse one. Then verse two, uh, the lyrics go, here comes a lady so you cover up. She's a freaked out, funky electric mama with double cups. You couldn't cop if you wanted to because something near your leg is haunting you. Such a disgrace. Your rock hard in a funky place. <laughs> this verse seems to be focusing a bit more on the embarrassing aspect of what the song is about, essentially. Like the first verse yeah. is just, like I said, setting the scene. But now we're really kind of understanding why is he rock hard? Well, I mean, what kind of rock hard? Because rock hard could also mean like really strong or right. Um, just having a, a strong will or a strong body. But no, he's he's literally talking about an erection that's yeah and it's pretty clear here in the second verse that that's what he's talking about right this verse actually makes me 
wonder if brothel or a cat house, if it's really, this is where I question if it's something more or, you know, it's not just that a club of some sort or whatever, because if you're in a brothel, then having an erection is an expected thing, I would imagine. Um, And nobody would be covering up. Everybody would be getting uncovered. So it makes me wonder, you know, is is, is there this something, some other place, especially if you're, you know, if you're a disgrace or, you know, for for even having, for presenting that way. So is it something different than we initially thought from the first verse? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you on that because, again, this whole verse, he's, he's acting embarrassed. Like, yeah. and, you know, comes here comes a lady, so you cover up. Like, he's trying to hide it. She's a freaked yeah. out, funky electric mama with double cups. So he sees somebody attractive to her, and this is just a line or two describing her appearance. You couldn't cop if you want to. Now, I, I want to come back to that phrasing okay. because that's also something that I'm just not sure about. Because something near your leg is haunting you, such a disgrace. So he's not. So he's trying to cover up this quote-unquote disgrace. Mm-hmm. So now you're thinking like, yeah, again, if this was a brothel, this would be an expectation, as you said, and right. it would be something that you wouldn't necessarily be embarrassed about. It's just, you know, I mean, that's what you're there for, right? Right. So I'm wondering now, like, is Prince just kind of playing with the imagery of both? Like, he's kind of flip-flopping it. Like ill repute is typically not refer. You don't think of a club as a has a house of ill repute, but when you potentially go there with intentions to find a hookup, um, mm-hmm. and not just to have fun with your boys or your girls, or have a couple drinks and a couple laughs, if you're like if you go there with the intention of hooking up, then it kind of in your mind, in that person's mind, it's almost like a brothel. You maybe not. Right. Explicitly paying for sex, but you could be, you know, buying somebody drinks, spending time right. with them, trying to get to know them with the sole purpose at the end of the night to go home with that person. Right. So, so now, you know, you you put that in my mind and I'm thinking, I think you're onto something with that, with it being Prince just playing with the imagery of a brothel, but really applying it to something maybe just more traditional like going to a bar or to a club yeah that it makes more sense i mean yeah i almost want to say i i don't know but it makes more sense to me especially so this you know here's this woman and she's got big boobs i'm gonna assume and double cops attractive yeah (laughs) she's got big boobs and she's attractive and he couldn't get you know you couldn't cop if you wanted to so i i interpret that as you couldn't get her even if you wanted to because she she clearly sees what you have going on so and you smell like banana cologne that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah that hasn't gone away i don't think he's gone home and taken a shower so right <laughs> but you know okay. i mean in this in this instance i'm definitely seems you couldn't get her attention or it would be the wrong kind of attention because because you're walking around in this place with 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 a disgrace or with an erection mm-hmm. so how could it possibly be a brothel if that's what's supposed to happen there? Right. I don't know. It it, it, yeah. I mean, again, it, you can even, one could still apply to the brothel idea and just this person yeah. is really kind of repressed or nervous or, you know, like 
for as a man, it would be embarrassing. <laughs> it would be embarrassing. <laughs> Maybe not so much embarrassing when you're actually engaging and like you've taken the, yeah. the woman back to the room. But if you're just kind of like in the lobby, just, you know, lo- hanging out, loitering, whatever, yeah. waiting for somebody to come say hi to you. Maybe that person would be embarrassed by having an erection that quickly right. into the process. Who knows? Um, but also, I'm going to yield that talk. part to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it makes sense. You maybe he's a first timer. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. He could be a first timer, and like we don't know the age of this person. Could be just one of the situations where they haven't been around a lot of women, so it's just yeah. everything is new and exciting, and he just just too excited for his own good so to speak. yeah but, and as a woman that is that you know it would definitely be a situation of really <laughs> yeah like already already wow. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you kind of get the feeling that maybe this person doesn't have a, either and doesn't have a lot of experience with women or they're just um hypersexual i don't know yeah but i think we're you know with the two different options of, of how to kind of interpret these lines i think we're I can't think of a third right off the top of my head. I think the two of them kind of make sense in either or. You could flip-flop it, and both would make sense to me, I guess. One makes a little more sense than the other, to me personally, but I can still see both as being... But they both make sense. Yeah, they both could still be legitimately, uh, you know, ways to interpret the song, I think. Yeah. Um, Let's see, what else did I want to talk about? Oh, yeah, with the whole cop, you couldn't cop if you want to, and I just wanted to bring that up because... When I think of cop in terms of like slang, I always think of like uh, something that you're able to obtain, like something mm-hmm. that you can grab or obtain or take. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I guess you can I, I can understand from context clues what he's trying to say here, but I just hadn't personally really heard the word cop used in this kind of way before. Yeah, it's for in reference to a person. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, cool. Interesting. It, it, it is interesting. It. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if if it like if that's something that he had heard before. If he was trying to make turn cop into a different, um, you know, have an alternate meeting that wasn't really common. Don't know. Uh, again, I can figure out what he's trying to say, but it's just I don't. You hear it used that way often. Yeah. Or, or ever really. <laughs> or ever. <laughs> or ever. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few things like going through these uh these podcasts and these lyrics there's been a few times prince has said something and i'm like i've never heard that word before it used in that context or yeah you know, and like i wonder if he was trying to make that happen and it just didn't happen i don't know yeah i'm gonna make it fit some kind of way yep you like the way it sounded so then we go to the chorus again it's the same rock hard and funky place and then you get the horns uh, then he goes to the third verse. You was working on a line you could drop on her. But you couldn't concentrate when your dick saw her. Maybe you got a nut in the car. Maybe if you got a nut in the car. Maybe you could think about playing guitar. Rock! 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 He was working on the line you could drop on her, but you couldn't concentrate when your dick's so hard. Maybe if you cop a nut in the car, maybe you could think about playing guitar. 
Um, all right, huh. so I, I did want to ask you one thing because what I read and what I hear mm-hmm. in this verse are two different things. So it's the fourth line when he says, uh, but you couldn't concentrate when your dick's so hard. That's what I'm reading on, yeah. on the internet. But mm-hmm. I also hear, like my ears hear, when your dick saw her. I don't know which one's right. It's such an it's such an interesting argument that people have been having forever. Whether it's one or the other, it lyrically it makes sense to me that he's saying when when your dick's so hard in context, but you couldn't concentrate, yeah. uh, unless. But it, it would not be it wouldn't be beneath him to give to give a penis a personality or an eye. Yep. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it wouldn't I mean, be out of the ordinary for him to, to do something like that. No, it wouldn't. And, and really, at the end of the day, it still basically means the same thing. That yeah. um, subject of the song can't concentrate because he's so horny. Right. In, in essence, that's what what he's saying. And it's, if he means he's horny because he gave his 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 penis a personality and and you know the ability mm-hmm. to see. Um, this this attractive woman, or just can't concentrate simply because his dick's so hard, which is what the lyrics say. And yeah. the way he sings that line, if he says hard, he definitely doesn't enunciate the D at the end. Yeah, of there's it. there's no no bite or no hard sound, hard sound mm. on the, on the <laughs> D at the end of hard. There's no hard D honestly, sound at the end of hard. At the end of hard. <laughs> I honestly, I, you know, I'm, I hear hard. And I think that it may come down to just um, not necessarily slang, but um, possibly AAVE. That's what I think. And that's why I think that I hear it that way. Because it's not an uncommon words having hard consonants at the end is you know not a, an, an odd thing and in context to the rest of the verse it makes sense i think they you know they both they both fit and they both make sense but i've always thought that he was saying hard mm-hmm. i've okay. always thought that yeah i mean totally works for me too um but yeah. here but here in the third verse though i think like if we're we start off the song thinking that he's in a brothel. And then by the second verse, we're like, ah, maybe he's in a club. <laughs> by th- by verse three, I'm I'm thinking he's in a club. For sure. And it's and it's simply just because of those first two lines. You was working on the line you could drop on her. <laughs> I mean, I I don't I'm assuming this is how it's done at brothels. You pay money, <laughs> you get sex. You don't need you don't need game, right? You don't need game. Right. Um, you don't need lines. You don't need to be able to pick somebody up, quote unquote, pick them up. Uh, and by this line, just kind of implies that this person is trying to pick up a woman. Yeah. You're working on the line. You could drop on her. So, like again, he's working on his trying to think of you know a clever, funny, anything that he can come up with to. Uh, something smooth that to introduce himself yeah. to this attractive woman with the with the double cups, yeah. um, but he can't concentrate because his dick's so hard. And so, so then it's like uh, his internal, <laughs> his internal, uh, his brain, like the, you know the the uh, little devil on his shoulders, like, well, maybe if you go back to the car, 
yeah <laughs> and masturbate <laughs> basically go back to the car masturbate quickly go back in the club and then maybe you can concentrate on you know the the, the task at hand which is right. finding a mate yeah. um but then <laughs> i like prince adds it <laughs> at least for the night exactly but i like prince adds his little princely uh line at the end maybe you could think not about sex, about playing guitar. About playing guitar. <laughs> that's a, Which that's a, that, in itself that's a cool line. Is, it's a really cool line, and I have thought that it too was double entendre. I thought that really? as well. Playing a guitar, when you consider the shape of a woman's body, um, plucking strings, this sort of thing, I, I'm a writer. And so <laughs> my mind travels in those places. But um, it makes sense, you know, that it could very well be that he is talking about a woman or maybe he's in a club and he actually is going to go on stage and play guitar. Maybe. And that's the beauty of the song with a whole lot of a double entendres is that you can. Yeah, you can think of it a lot of different ways <laughs> or just Prince is like, you know what? I'm a guitarist. So it's just time for a guitar solo. So let me. This Here we go. Se- this is my segue <laughs> into the guitar solo. <laughs> It's my moment. <laughs> it's my moment. Because, of course, right after he says, maybe you could think about playing guitar, he launches it into a guitar incredible solo. Incredible solo, yeah. Yeah. So it totally makes sense. But uh, he does use the word cop again in this verse, like similar to how yeah. he did in the second verse. Maybe if you cop a nut in the car. And again, that's just, I have not really heard that word used in that context before. Um, I think, again, about obtaining something, getting something. I'm going to, you know, cop those new shoes, uh, the, the, yeah. those new Yeezys. I'm going to go cop the new Yeezys or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But for him to <laughs> say that, like, cop a nut in the car, just, again, it's just kind of a, hadn't heard it before. It's kind of unique. I mean, yes, I get what he's saying. I totally understand what yeah. he's saying. It's just an I'm interesting not confused. word to choose. <laughs> exactly. Usually... Somebody would say maybe if you bust the nut in the car, that would be a more yeah typical way to say that. Yeah, because this is you know I guess you just have to go with with what's happening here in the in the fun and the lightness because otherwise my brain goes to you, maybe you if you obtain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you use the word in the way that it's intended to be used, and I don't imagine he meant that. So no, I can't imagine that either. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so verse three is 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 a pretty funny is a pretty funny one just because you have now you've got imagery of him trying to like hit on somebody, but he can't because he's too embarrassed or he just can't concentrate because his he's too horny. And so maybe he's even suggesting going back to the car. Going and, back to the car. Oh my god! It's like can you imagine That's like the craziest thing? <laughs> can you imagine just like walking back, back to, to your the car? car real quick. <laughs> Hey guys, uh, sorry, I got to go back to the car. What are you going to do? Uh, you don't want to know. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> don't ask. <laughs> right. Are you looking for his love? Or is it to believe there's a God above? Pretty soon you'll get enough. Head back to life so tired. I just hate to see an erection go to waste. I'm just a rocker in a funky place. Rocker in a funky place. Say it. Rocker in a 
All right, so then we get some um, chants. We get the chants of rock, 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 rock. And we get the chorus again. So, I mean, from a lyrical standpoint, not much to talk about there. Yeah. But then we get into the uh, the fourth and kind of like final verse of new lyrics, although there's some lines later on in the song that will be fun to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> so fourth verse, all you're looking for is love or a reason to believe there's a God above. Pretty soon you'll get enough and head back to a life so tough. I just hate to see an erection go to waste. <laughs> I'm just a rock hard in a funky place. Okay. <laughs> Verse four, Angel. Uh, what did what do you like here? What do you want to talk about with this verse? We get a little religious mm-hmm. here for a moment, um, which is interesting in this space, but not not for him. So you know, it just seems like it, this moment where we get a little serious about why this person is here and you know that they're seeking or is is it his opinion that that people in spaces like this are seeking something higher or they you know is it really that this person comes in smelling like banana cologne so there's clearly no one as as we would say your friends don't care about you if they let you come out looking smelling whatever (laughs) in this way (laughs) then you didn't have anybody to tell you this was a bad idea you know, you come here, you know, you're literally just kind of bursting out there, you know, when you first come in. So is this someone who is he is where we now in a, in a little serious moment where someone is searching for love, which is not an uncommon thing in any of those spaces, clubs, brothels, you know, any of that um, reason to believe there's a God above that's an interesting line for me and i'm not sure what i think of it i'm not sure yeah yeah it is but in typical prince fashion i think like he just can't seem to write at least around this time write a straightforward sex song like he still has to kind of towards the end or somewhere and like but hey sex is great sex is fun but don't forget there's God above. There's and, God above. <laughs> and, you know, there's other things in this world that are more important. And, of course, he's been preaching love is more important than sex ever since, you know, yeah. the Purple Rain tour. Um, I'm so confused. I'm so confused. You know, love is more. I understand now. Love is more important than sex. So he's been yeah. kind of preaching this concept for for a while now up to this point in this, 80, you know, late 86. And so for him to be bringing it back to more spiritual place towards the end of the song, even though it's on the black album, mm-hmm. even a song that or an album that isn't really rooted in a lot of spirituality. Like it's hard to really find the spiritual angles on this album. Love sexy. Right. It's like you, you know, throw, throw a dart at the dartboard or throw a dart at the wall and you're going to hit spiritual, you got spiritual, it. spiritual, yeah. spiritual. It's everywhere. Black album, it's not not so easy. Um, this is one of the few kind of examples of of that, and it's it's really just. I mean, it's two lines, so it's not like it's infused throughout right. the entire song. It's just two kind of lines at the end of the song. All you're looking for is love, or a reason to believe there's God above. And so he's kind of inter- uh, talking a little bit about love and God, you know, interchangeably in some ways, yeah. just like he does on Love Sexy. So. Uh, he wasn't quite ready to make Love Sexy yet, the album or the concept, yeah. but he was getting there. Uh, he's definitely kind of using that 
I think that wordplay. Yeah, kind of moving there, yeah. Yeah. God just, Above just shows up there, too, in Love Sexy. Yep, yep. Anastasia. Exactly, yep. And this is yeah. just a few months before that, so makes sense. Yeah. I, I always thought that it was really clever of him. You know, there are these artists, Mariah Carey comes to mind. There's always a gospel song on each of her albums. And there are a couple, you know, there are others who do that. And instead of, you know, putting something, putting a whole piece there, I mean, save the cross, putting a whole piece there, weaving it into the lyrics in some of the most overtly sexual places that he can, I always thought was so much more clever than just throwing the last track on an album being a gospel, a gospel song or, you know, or a Christian song of some sort. I always thought that this was so much more clever mm-hmm. to weave it in, you know, where people aren't expecting it. And it usually becomes the most memorable line because no one's expecting it there. No, yeah, nobody's expecting that in the, in the song based off of what we've heard up to this point, I would say. Definitely not. I mean, yeah. we went from just going to whack off in the car to now he's <laughs> looking for love. It's yeah. like just a, a, jump, a jump right from one to the other. So it's certainly unexpected. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like uh, either Prince writing the song or the subject of the song kind of has like a moment of clarity. Like, I'm here yeah. because I'm horny. Obviously, I'm horny. I want to find a way to, sorry to be crude, get my rocks off. But that's, yeah. that's, you know, that's kind of the, what we... That's what it is. Are, that's what we're getting from this song up to this point. Right. But at the end of the day, this person still just just wants love, just like everybody right. else, is what I think Prince is trying to say. Like, just because somebody's horny and needs to get their rocks off doesn't <laughs> mean that they... don't want to be loved. <laughs> doesn't mean they don't want to be loved. It doesn't mean that they can't believe in God. Doesn't believe, yeah. or doesn't mean, like, they're a bad person. Um, and, you know... Pretty soon you'll get enough and head back to life so tough. So again, that kind of speaks to me about, uh, again, a moment of clarity, like getting this out of your system. So then you have to go back to to normal life. I mean, you don't live in a club. You can't right. live life. You can't live life in this way. This is just a temporary thing. It's a temporary space in, in time. And, and then you got uh, to go home and you got to go back yeah. to your normal life. And then, of course, the the line, I just hate to see an erection go to waste. And what's what's interesting, besides it being funny, what's interesting about these last two lines of this verse is because up to this point, Prince has been talking about um, you. Like, he's changed the perspective from you to I. I just hate to see see an erection go to waste. I'm just a rock hard in a funky place. So now he's not saying you're rock hard, you this, you that, which... I find interesting because it's almost like he's like also speaking about himself. Too. Like he knows that he's not just alone in this or he doesn't. Um, it's not just something that is unique to this person that he's singing about. Like it's it's a common it's a common issue that um, people have. You know, every Maybe every person face. struggles through it. Yeah, everybody struggles through times where they really kind of wish maybe their libidos could be put in check a bit. And, you know, you have to kind of. <laughs> Uh, balance that part of your life a little bit better um but he doesn't he hates to see an erection go to waste which i think is just meant for comedic effect essentially i think so i think he kind of just brought it back around to where the song originally started he had that moment <laughs> Pretty much. now let's get back to the fun 
Yeah, yeah. We're, I'm gonna. I had I had the moment. Talked about God. I snuck it in there. Makes sure you remember that there's more to life. But at the end of the day, this is a song about an erection and somebody's right. problems with uh, managing them. So I got to I got to talk about it again. Yeah. All right. So then um, the towards the end of the song, we just get more of the rock cards in a funky place. You know, you got Prince singing uh, as Camille. You got, I know Susanna's voice is in there somewhere. Yeah. Got the crowds chanting again. Rock, rock. But then towards as the song starts to fade out. Uh, we get we get some more lines that are spoken by Prince and his Camille voice. We gotta go, y'all. Tune in next week, same time, same boogie. Oh yeah, yeah. but until, but then <laughs> I like that. Those are pretty clear to hear. But as the song continues to fade out more and more, these lines are kind of almost buried. They're so quiet, like you have to mm. really pay attention. But until then, keep your finger on the trigger. That's the only <laughs> way it'll get bigger. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I don't really know what else to say other than just to read them and laugh. I mean, they're just they're just fun, funny lines. Same time, same line. boogie. Keep your finger on the trigger. That's the only way it'll get bigger. So again, making more dick jokes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, my go out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But my favorite actually though is so the song fades and then it kind of comes back in just for a brief second. And then you hear Prince say, what kind of fuck ending was that? Uh, and I, that just makes me crack up too. Cause really that's the last line of the album. Like, yes, it's, it's not only the finale to the song, it's the finale to the that album. The so, <laughs> so you kind of what left wondering, like after listening to all of the black album songs, like Cindy C and Bob George and, you yes. know, the crazy songs, super funky, Califragilisticexy, rock hard, uh, you kind of wondering like what what the fuck was that? What did I just listen to? <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, not just the song or the ending, but the whole album kind of makes you wonder like that was yeah. really interesting. Uh, so I just I just find it humorous that he chose to end the album on what I consider pro- probably an ad lib. Maybe not. Maybe he planned to say it, but it feels like an ad lib to me. I hope it's an ad lib. <laughs> yeah, really me too. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, so that that brings us to the end of uh, the album. I don't. I mean, especially with those last lines. I mean, did you? I don't know. I mean, do you almost have to have headphones on in order to really hear them? I hear that last little bit of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm glad that um, well, good headphones exist. Number one yes. and number two, we have transcribed lyrics, even though they're basically just fan created because there are no officially printed lyrics for most of these songs unless they found some handwritten lyrics uh that prince had and you know they incorporated into some sort of you know online sort of album that's going to be released and we're gonna go buy it yeah (laughs) i hope so i mean i would love to have this this whole album available officially streaming um so someday we'll keep our fingers crossed maybe it's coming i hope so handwritten lyrics would be the best that i would absolutely want handwritten mm-hmm. lyrics hands down agreed i love those all right uh so angel um any final thoughts on the song and if uh as far as like your enjoyment of the song or just anything else you wanted to mention pertaining this to the was song short. <laughs> this is a really short song well 
it it all just kind of goes back to what this guy, why he's there, what's going on, and you know what his embarrassment is. This is a really short song, but it's packed. Mm. You know what I mean? I think it's just packed with a lot of nonsense, but it's probably. I think in in terms of what is hilarious to me that the, you know he uses such a jokester, this falls right under Bob George for me. Falls right underneath it for me. This is one of my favorites. Um, I know that it's not anything, and I wish I'd said before, it's not anything anybody would have expected me to be on discussing. I'm not so, as straight laced as people. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't hold your feet to the fire on this one. You volunteered no. to be on this episode. Yeah, I volunteered for this one. <laughs> he did not ask me, y'all. I volunteered. You volunteered. One of a, yeah, I, I volunteered. I'm here willingly. This is <laughs> one of my favorite songs, and anything that is concerning Camille is something that I love to jump in and discuss because it is. It's. I don't know that I am sure there are more like me. I'm not a unicorn. There are people that actually do have a favorite song. You know, how how I came to narrow it down, I don't know. I know it's really instrumentation on the ballad of Dorothy Parker that made it my favorite. But th- we do really have favorite songs and, you know, favorite errors and that sort of thing. And Camille is my absolute favorite. So this was an this was a treat to be able to to discuss this song. Cool. Well, cool. I'm glad that you uh, volunteered because it was really fun talking to you today about this one. <laughs> I appreciate your perspective. I appreciate your levity. And uh, of course, I just appreciate you being on the show. So thank, thank you again. You. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Um, do you have anything that you want to promote or anything that you want to bring up to, at this point as far as where you, people can find you? Um, I'm really just kind of hanging out on Twitter a lot these days. Um, I, as last show, of course, you know, we talked about the bakery, but then there were things that happened. Well, you know, I mean, it's not a secret. I had, we had a house fire. And so the bakery is closed until everything is rebuilt. So I guess I'm kind of getting to take the holiday off. I hadn't really looked at it that way because usually holiday time is super hella busy and there's never any time to be able to sit down hardly to do anything. So this kind of gave me a chance to have some time off and uh, hang out. I'm writing. (laughs) So, I mean, it's not, that's not something that I can say it's coming when I am writing a novel. So that's what I'm spending my time doing right now. Um, And of course, Storytime with Julian. I still work there. We are on a bit of hiatus, but we will be back at the beginning of the year. I don't have an exact date yet, but we will be returning. And so that's pretty much what I'm doing. You can find me. um, I am Melanin Monroe on Twitter. Um, I'm usually just tweeting about whatever it is. These days, it's, it's my son is a senior at Loyola in New Orleans, and he is doing his senior film project. So that's a lot of what the conversation is, that we are getting ready for shooting. (laughs) Well, nothing wrong with being a proud mother, so absolutely. And I am. I am. I'm very proud. Um, I'm very proud of him. He's he's our third college graduate coming up, and um, 
I am going to be a grandmother. <laughs> so wow. that's exciting. And we found out on Thanksgiving that I am going to have a granddaughter. Wow. So that's been my life, uh, trying to figure out where to keep all of the stuff that I'm already buying. <laughs> where we can store it until April because the baby's not due until April. So that's, that's pretty awesome. much, I'm just kind of hanging out. I really am. This time of year, usually I am crazy busy, but I am now just kind of just hanging out and trying to get as much of this book written as I can because I'd like to have it done soon. Well, it sounds like you have a lot to look forward to in 2022, Angel. I do. I do, which makes up greatly for 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have to put the so. year behind you. Put the year behind you and yeah, look forward I mean, to you having a grandchild in your family. So that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's what we'll do. So we've got a book coming and a grandchild coming and a graduation happening. It's just a good life but i am i'm melanin underscore monroe on um on twitter i am uh you can find i'm i'm on instagram sometimes i'm a plant person i'm a plant mom so if that's what you're what you love that's where you can find me and there i am angel underscore grow g-r-e-a-u-x underscore lightly it's where i talk about plants and post pictures of rare plants that i collect so that's what yeah. I'm doing right now. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much again. Uh, I've just been very pleased with our conversation today. I was a little nervous about doing the song with a woman, but I actually turned out <laughs> just great. So uh, <laughs> I, I, you I think, it'll be, <laughs> I think it will be, be just fine. <laughs> I think so. You know, I mean, it's a nice different bit of perspective and it's always a yeah. fun time. It's always a fun yeah. time talking with you. I always look forward to it. Thank you. And this is a fun song. It's not meant to be taken seriously or very heavy. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a heavy song. Um, I mean, it's just a part of life. <laughs> it's just it is these these things are part of life. Yep. Yes. So we roll with them. So we roll with it and we move on. And thank you to all the listeners. This has been the Press Rewind Prince Lyrics podcast. I've been your host, Jason Brenninger. You can find the show Press Rewind Pod on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter spend most of my time on Twitter, but I'm I'm on all three social media platforms. Also now on YouTube, so say hi there if you really dig YouTube. I try to throw stuff up on there besides just episodes. Um, so bonus content for those who like YouTube as a, a social media platform. And uh, thanks to Angel, and thanks to all the listeners, and until next time, goodbye. Bye.